The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. The editor is SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to Sons of Liberty Radio or Sons of Liberty Media.com. Right side of the page, you'll see it there. Just click on the play button and uh, you'll be taken to the live stream. And then you'll see Rumble in the bottom corner. Click on that. Join us over on the chat. Uh, they've shut us down on Facebook. I don't know if that's a permanent thing or who knows. They, they, <laughs> they, they stopped it. Because Bradley did an interview with Kevin Sorbo, you know, the guy who used to play Hercules, right? And they said it was dangerous, and they labeled dangerous as terrorism. And uh, yeah. Anyway, I talked about that yesterday. Anyway, <laughs> so I can't stream to uh, Facebook now. 
no worries. I, you know, we weren't getting a lot of people, but you guys, some of you guys really like that because you can interact better because of your names and you can respond to one another and, and things like that. But, uh, you know, Facebook has, has been kind of dreary for us for a long time. In any case, Rumble is there and lots of friends in there this morning. I already saw you guys. Good morning. And I saw somebody from Canada in there. Uh, good morning to you. Um, <clears throat> left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you missed that and you want to catch it, you can do it. And up until 3 p.m. today, and at 3 p.m. you've got him for two hours, so uh, be sure to check out Bradley then. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our newsletter. Please do that uh, so you can get our articles that we send out. Uh, Again, we're not just censored by Google, excuse me, Facebook, uh, but Google uh, censors anything. You go in there and you put any of my articles, any of our articles on Sons of Liberty Media, Dot com. Put the titles in. You won't find it on Sons of Liberty Media. You'll find it on other places. You won't find it on Sons of Liberty Media when you do a, a internet search on Google, at least. You'll find it on some other things. Uh, so just check that out. If you'd like to help us out, there's a donate button you can click on to make a one-time donation, or you can become a monthly partner, a son or daughter of Liberty with us. That's at the top of the page, too. And our store is available this week. We're highlighting Gra- uh, Bradley's book, Grass Doesn't Work, The Rocks Do. It's normally $11. But through tonight at midnight, you can use the promo code ROCKS, R-O-C-K, it's pretty simple. Um, You can use that and get 35% off. And then I wanted to show you these guys. Look at that. Check that out. These are our new Dangerous Freedom t-shirts. I love the artwork on it. Um, The quote from Thomas Jefferson, I prefer Dangerous Freedom over Peaceful Slavery. These are 20 bucks. And um, by the way, for you guys who have been asking for long sleeves, I hear they are in long sleeves. I'm waiting for the artwork so we can upload that. So you guys have been asking for long sleeve shirts. Those are going to be available, but I don't have the artwork to put it up on the site just yet. So (laughs) I know that's a thrill for you. I'm a big fan of the long sleeves too. And um, so I've been looking forward to that as well. Now, if you didn't catch our show from yesterday, uh, we talked about the apostasy of the church. And uh, be sure to check that out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. I just want to go through a couple of these things real quickly. Uh, Mike Adams had a piece, and I just kind of you know introed it. The Nazis weren't defeated. They went underground pushing eugenics into population agendas. Now they're trying to run Canada and the world. Um, then we've got, as Trudeau's goons just do their job and arrest peaceful protesters. And I might add, we can add murder. I'm going to show you that in just a minute. Murder the protesters and beat them, be inspired by these legends. And I've got two videos here of some guys. Uh, yeah, you want to hear this. It's very inspiring. Also, top face. speaking of fascist book, top Facebook employee caught by pedo hunters confesses to trying to lure a 13-year-old boy for sex. He's not just a pedo. He's a sodomite. See, they go hand in hand. They really do. Because once you start down that road, uh, this is where you end up. Also, from Corey Lent. Uh, and I, I've told you, I think Corey Land is one of the premier investigative reporters that we have alongside uh, somebody like Whitney Webb as well. Alert, 2030 Psychological Agenda, Obedience Training for Pre-K Adults, Already Global with Billions in Funding for Full Control, Part 7, Legislation and Billions in State and Federal Funding. Also, our friends up in Pennsylvania, guess what? You got a cop up there who downloaded child porn onto his phone, shared it at the police department meeting, And he and the fellow cops laughed and joked about it. Uh, Let me say it again. The cop downloaded child porn, shared it at a police department meeting, and the cops didn't arrest him. They laughed and joked about it. 
Yep, you can check that out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then this. Here's new propaganda. If the Delta and Omicron scariants didn't scare you, now they laughably push Deltacron. <laughs> Deltacron. Okay? It's unbelievable. It really is. In fact, with that said, what I want to do is I got this this morning. This is brand new. Okay? And we're going to bring Kate on in just a little bit. Be patient with me, Kate. I've got all this stuff here and just some new stuff this morning. This is Bill Gates. All right? Now, I want you to pay close attention to what he says here. All right? Listen to what he says after this lady. uh, This is at the Munich Security Conference. Listen to what he has to say. To kick off, actually, and get a bit of a scene center from Mr. Gates, because this is, I know, a topic that you've spoken on again and again. You were ahead of the curve prior to the beginning of this pandemic, where would you assess where we are? He was ahead because he was behind it. COVID-19. Well, the, uh, you know, sadly, the virus itself, particularly the, the variant called Omicron, uh, is a type of vaccine. That it's is a type of vaccine. Listen to that. T-cell immunity. And it's done a better job of getting out to the world population uh, than we have with vaccines. Uh, if you do uh, serial surveys uh, in African countries, you get well over 80% of people uh, have been exposed uh, either to the vaccine or uh, to various variants. And so, you know, what that does is it means the chance of severe disease, which is mainly associated with being elderly and uh, having obesity or diabetes, those risks are now dramatically reduced because of that. Uh, infection exposure. And, you know, it's sad. We didn't do a great job on therapeutics, you know, only here two years in. Listen to this. We have a a good therapeutic. Uh, Vaccines, it took us two years to be in oversupply. Today, there are more vaccines than there's demand for vaccines. Because people saw what they were Uh, doing. You know, that wasn't true. And next time we should try and make it instead of two years we should make it more like six months did you hear that folks uh, next time uh, <laughs> you know some of the standards <sighs> next time we should try to do that and i see kate shaking her head i'm gonna let her comment on that in just a moment um there is something else there's two more things one is on this particular subject here here's the guy with the you know the frog throat um the guy oh the ceo of pfizer i want you to hear what this knucklehead has to say check this out what information are you expecting to get over the next couple weeks both from within you know pfizer and biontech and also from around the world we saw the south africa data last night we know that academic labs everywhere are working on this how will you make that decision about whether those three doses are enough uh, or if you do need to uh, switch to that Omicron-specific uh, vaccine, which we understand you started working on already and could have by March? Yeah. The, the data that we received are data that we got from what we call pseudovirus. So it's not the real virus. It is a virus that we have constructed in our labs, and it is identical with the Omicron virus. This is a very well-known study. Okay. All right. So did you hear what he said? We're developing our vaccines, our shots. They're not vaccines. These gene therapy shots, not based on the real virus, but something we made in our own lab. That's what he just told you. You know, when I was asking these questions, when Kate and some of the doctors we had on, I was saying, especially Dr. Kalpin, I said, well, if they have an isolated virus, what are they basing their shot on? 
And, and what we're told is it's a computer model based on something they pulled out of a body, which, uh, again, I would highly recommend if people, if you don't understand that, go read, get uh, Thomas Cowan's little book. It's about f- five bucks called uh, uh, Breaking the Spell. And he'll show you. They don't isolate squat. They throw a bunch of junk in with what they claim is a virus. And the obvious question you have is, is if a virus is in somebody's body and you pull it out and you're saying it's, it's multiplying, it's doing all this stuff, why can't you examine it just by itself in that genetic tissue and then separate it out? Why do you have to stick it with all this other stuff? Um, the list goes on about the stuff they throw it in to create a viral culture. Why do you have to do that if you're actually isolating? See, they're twisting the words of what they mean. All right, last thing, and then we're going to bring Kate on, because I'm really excited about not so much the diet part, even though I learned something from that, but what she's got with the tabernacle in our cells. That's going to be real interesting. I said that Trudeau has not only shown himself to be a tyrant, but he and now his, I call him the bloody banisher, uh, Tarleton Nazis. If you guys don't know who Bloody uh, Tarleton was, if any of you have seen the Patriot movie, he's the uh, British dragoon that's going through there just you know killing everybody, and then he gets reprimanded, and then uh, Cornwallis says, oh, we'll let you do it. You just kind of keep it under the radar. That's the guy. This happened yesterday in Canada. It is shameful. It is criminal. Everyone, look, you peaceful protesters, I get it. I, I want to be peaceful too, but the fact that you're going to have to come out playing your A game. You're going to have to come out in helmets and pads and battalions and uh, all this stuff too. You're going to have to face force with force. Now, I'm not saying go at them first. If they come at you, though, you are allowed to defend yourself, and I'm going to show you that in just a moment. Here, check this out. See what I'm talking about? This elderly lady was calling for peace and love before she was trampled to death. To death. Okay? Watch. And listen, for you people on the radio, I'll just, here she is speaking, this lady right here. I don't know how old she is. Um, I didn't get a chance to, to follow that up late yesterday. She's Amen. Amen. Happiness. Peace, love, and happiness. Peace. And she's talking to the cops who are there. In their military militarized garb, and then here come the RCMP. Okay, on their on, that's the mountain police. They're on their horses. They don't care about who's in their way. They just ride through a crowd of people, and you see what they're doing. And they trample this lady. They get her under, and they get another person under, too, and they're left. And the horses are just trampling on them. Look what you did to her! Look what you did to her! Look what you did to her! Now, I don't know when the Canadians are going to stand up and go further than just standing against the police. But I want to ask you a question. Shame on you! Okay, I want to ask you a question. If that was your mother, if that was your grandmother, if that was your sister, your aunt, your cousin, if it doesn't even matter if they're a family member, what would you have done? Would you have just let that go? See, this is what I'm saying. Um, Bradley sent me a, a video yesterday of a young man, I think it was in Germany, and the MMA, uh, the UFC guys you know, over there, posted the video. This guy was going toe-to-toe with about three cops who had pads on, helmets on, they had their batons, and he was just using nothing but his fists. 
when are the protesters going to get it? You need to be as armed as those you are opposed to. It doesn't mean you have to use it. I'm not saying that. But you need to be ready to go to battle. Our forefathers, the patriarchs of the Old Testament, I took you through Abram. What did he do when Lot was kidnapped by the kings? Well, he got his 300 trained uh, servants of his house. They were well-trained, armed them. They went and beat the kings, and they got uh, Lot, they got the spoils, and they got all the prisoners they took. I, it, it's, it's as though we're not allowed to speak of violence in a good and judicious and a holy way. We're not talking about being lawless. These people are being lawless that I just showed you. Now, with that said, <laughs> I had a long introduction there, but I wanted to try to get in as much. And all of this, guys, is going to be at sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can share the videos, the articles, any of that stuff. That'll be there. You can do that. But we're going to talk about more of this mucusless diet, <laughs> which I find fascinating, but at the same time, I'm really interested in what we're going to get to a little later on, and that is this comparison of the tabernacle, which eventually becomes the temple. Um, the tabernacle was just as they were traveling, and our cells. And it's incredible that God tells us our body is his temple. And so to here to talk about is Kate Shimarani. Good morning, Kate. Hi, good morning. First of all, looking at that footage, um, we have a right and and it is the laws, and you'll see it, to use equal and opposing force if our lives are under threat. In the UK, we have the Criminal Justice Act 2015. I think it's part one, 26.2, and also part seven, where abuse of police powers and privileges or failure to use those police powers and privileges carries up to 14 years in prison and or a fine if found guilty. So when you see the police horses, um, I was brought up, you know, I was born in the 60s, um, you know, we used to have all the, the football riots, the, the football hooligans, as they called them. But they would bring police horses. Whenever you bring horses out with civilians, it's never, ever a good outcome. Never. Yep. And you're, when I worked in the, the A&E department in Nottingham, we had subtle race course nearby. And also they had the, the hunts, fox hunts. Um, shouldn't say, but, you know, it's terrible when people do get fallen off their horse, but if they're out fox hunting, you know, I'll look after you, but please don't expect me to do it with a smile. Um, so, uh, you know, this this is never a good outcome. I remember a jockey and he'd fallen off his horse at Southall Race Course, got up. And the horse had rolled on him. He got up and then he'd been attended by the uh, first aiders, St. John's Ambulance Brigade. And then he'd got really unwell very quickly. And he came into A&E in an ambulance, but he cardiac arrested before he even got there. And he subsequently died. Uh, he just hemorrhaged internally and he'd severed his liver by the horse rolling on him. You're talking about a really big animal. So underneath whoever's trampled, they're getting all that weight. So it's shocking that they did that. It's shocking that they would ride through. But unfortunately, what, what we're seeing and I've also, you know, I'm going to give you a few things that have happened this week. Um, for, I, I stand by it. For every good nurse, you'll get 10 crap ones. I'd like to increase that figure. Uh, for every good nurse, I think there's a lot more than 10 crap ones. Um, but it, we're seeing really good doctors and nurses, fantastic. But we're also seeing a lot that they actually believe that they are uh, above uh, being in trouble, if you like. Let's put it in easy words. They believe that they have the power now to speak however they choose, however they choose to relatives. Yep. They are following the craziest mental rules. Let me give you an example. And, and just actually just saying, you don't take a knife to a gunfight. 
So you want to look how the Thai people handled all of their stuff where they came out against uh, the police. They had dustbin lids, they had suitcase lids, they were organized. They had goggles so they couldn't be pepper sprayed. They had umbrellas so they didn't get sprayed. They had bottles of water if they got the chemicals sprayed on their skin. And they were really organized. They went in quick and they moved quick. So they went in, caused chaos, got out. So, um, you know, when you see people doing this, I, I, you know, it's like when you look at a lot of the um, TGS that come, they, they have flat occipital lobes. These people are, are, are not your regular cops. And there's a lot of, um, not saying Eastern Europeans are bad in any way, but there's a lot of people from Eastern Europe in this. Um, these aren't just your standard police force that they're drafting in. So what I didn't understand, you know, when I looked at Ottawa, it's exactly like what Celeste Salon told me. Whenever you have anything like this, you'll have 90% of the population who will do nothing, nothing. You'll have 2% who will be active all the time. And you'll have 6 to 8% who will be active one or two times. Yep. So sitting in your apartment, wanting the noise to go, and not going out, what's the population that could have got in there and been even greater than any of those forces? Amen. Um, well, Kate, so- let me. can I show this? Because this is, a, this is a little history lesson for people that I got today, and I looked it up. This is a history lesson. The same kind of thing happened over gas prices. In 1974, truckers shut down the U.S. and Canada for 11 days until the politicians met their demands to lower costs and improve conditions. They became folk heroes. Guess who was the PM in Canada? Pierre Trudeau. He was the he was the he was the uh, the PM at that time. And by the way, I just want to show this too. Let me throw this in because you're talking about uh, doing that, and the and free men have the right. Uh, look, why do we why do we um, be, get inspired by? I mentioned the Patriot. You know, we're talking about the Swamp Fox. That's who that's that's built off of. Uh, why do we get inspired about men? They don't want a war. But if but look, if you're going to go up against things, you're going to have the tools of war to do it. You're going to try everything you can. And then why do we get inspired by people like William Wallace? Did William Wallace say, hey, we just really want to get along? No. He said, I'm going to pick a fight, right? Uh, because you guys are trampling our freedoms. You're trampling our liberties. And we're not going to live as your slaves. This comes from Canada, too. Every individual is equal before and under the law and has the right to the equal protection and equal benefit of the law without discrimination. That's the Canada Charter of Rights and Freedoms, Section 15. Uh, And and in in Trudeau's world, what that means is you don't have any rights under our horses, according to this what we just saw there for this elderly lady. So I just I wanted to pop that in there because we've seen this before, but it's like the people they forget that history. They forget what was done. And, of course, 1974 was a lot different time than it is now. You could protest and put the pressure on them, and you get something done. Today, you put the pressure on it, and we saw even even this lady, Candace Bergen, as well as she speaks, all the stuff that she does, the fact of the matter is, why is it she talking about removing the tyrant? He's violating the law. He's violating the rights. What is this stuff about the WWE match up in Canada? It's going on in D.C. It's going on in London, uh, there in your country. All of this stuff comes together, and the people have got to grasp that and say, these people are not working for us. They are working for themselves. Yeah, yeah, they are. And, um, 
you know, I, I, I had a patient going, going back to what I was saying about the nurses, they've had a stay of execution. It's going to be short lived. I've just actually written something for children's health defense. Uh, there's a, it's starting up in the UK and I'm. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, with one of the girls that films. Um, so I've just written something for them. And I wrote it on this, uh, you know, the NHS mandate, because it's, it's all in there. They're telling us, they're telling us, you just have to read it. Um, the, the nurses believe they've had a stay of execution. Many of them have slinked back in and they are, you know, doing their same thing. So we're, you have your battles on the streets. So just last week, I'm involved in a case of a 62-year-old man, 62 years of age. I'm 56. We're supposed to live to 120. I sent you, Tim, some footage of three people that were all over 100 years old and very fit. So believing that you're elderly at 62, but a doctor in the notes described him as an elderly gentleman. I also have his uh, autopsy report here. Um, big, massive pile of notes that the, the relative, the wife got, her husband of over 40 years, with freedom of information, she got everything as well, other stuff. And uh, it's, You've got doctors in the notes, like I say, describing him as elderly. Now, I looked at the GMC number of these doctors. They were only qualified in 2007. So if they think someone who's 62 is elderly, this is very significant because they made a decision for end-of-life care for him. Now, he had all his own teeth at death. There's a good indicator that his health was good. He had no disease found anywhere. He died of multi-organ failure. He attended with flu-like symptoms. He FaceTimed his wife. So therefore, one can assume at that point, he had excellent perfusion of oxygen to his brain that he could coordinate himself around a mobile phone and call his wife and speak to her. And he was articulate and he was centered to time, space, date, what was happening to him. He said, they're going to put a tube down my throat and knock me out. Now, I've never known that, that uh, as I know it, when you go to to be ventilated, it's to perfuse the brain with oxygen. And... um, so this is what they did. And with, within three weeks, he was dead. He was given remdesivir. He was given medazolam. He was given a cocktail of chemotherapy well, drugs. Well, there you go. There you both go. Both of those drugs um, cause, I look up all the severe side effects through to the moderate, through to the mild, all of those cause what he got. He died of multi-organ failure. And what they said was on his arrival, they stated that he had COVID pneumonitis, uh, um, but no one tested him. This is what they said. So what you have now is it's this whole cult of they go along and they're not questioning. They just go with what they're told. They just go with what they're told. And they're going with this protocol that's coming from the top. And they're not, therefore, responding to their code of professional conduct, conduct or their GMC um, first, do not no harm and advocate for your patient. So do we follow a policy that we know kills the patient and is being shown to kill the patient? Or do we follow some form of treatment that has been shown to exponentially increase a positive outcome in patients with these symptoms? And whether you agree with it or not, that's the use of ivermectin with high dose antibiotics. But they're not doing that. And but, but what I was told by one patient, and I love this bit, we see Sajid Javid, who the father of bus, his father was a bus driver. He has no history in medicine. He was in banking and he can manage to get his way into an NHS hospital in intensive care with a camera crew and speak to three or four mute nurses. They didn't answer. They, just, um, they didn't answer because this is all controlled. They have a media team at the top. 
They pay these people hundreds of thousands in salary. You don't think they're going to let you on the camera, do you? So you can say exactly what you think. And then we see a doctor who's able to talk about um, how he's had COVID and uh, he has antibodies. Well, first of all, um, if you've got antibodies, it means you're toxic. Antibodies work with your fighter cells. When you have large protein structures uh, that have got into the intercellular fluid, a sign of toxicity, and they work to clean it up. It's been proved over and over again. This is all a lie. It's all an inversion. Who uses inversions? The devil. But they're following it. So this particular nurse, this gentleman said he'd like to visit his mother, who is in her 80s, who had a heart attack um, round about uh, Valentine's Day. And then they did a bypass surgery on her, I believe a triple bypass on a lady in her 80s, punctured her lung. Um, This can happen. It does happen. Things like this can happen. But now they're not allowed in to visit. They're not allowed in. She can't have a mobile phone. There is a ward mobile phone, a ward one that can be passed around and everyone can use it. Oh, when we're told that viruses that are dead can live on surfaces. Oh, so uh, it's it's ridiculous, isn't it? Endless studies have shown that you will increase a patient's favorable outcome and their recovery back to vitality, not just by taking care of their physical needs, but they're psychological, they're emotional, and they're spiritual, because we are not just physical. And when you destroy someone's will, and they no longer think anyone cares about them, they give up. So why would you not have their relatives in? And we also know that the last one of our senses to disappear is our hearing. So even if that patient cannot speak, we were always encouraged to speak to our loved ones when they were unconscious, and speak to them as they were dying. And we were also encouraged as nurses, and I just want to say a big hello to my children's godmother, an old friend, Victoria Kane uh, Marks. Yeah, can you can you, uh, pa- can, can you pause that just a second because I'm wondering if you'll take time out. We got to get to this other stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll, I'll but, stay But on. can will you take just a couple of minutes? And tell me the story about Victoria that you told me this week. I think it would be encouraging to the audience to hear the, the, how God is using just a simple little broadcast like this uh, in the life of your friend. What, you want me to tell you now? Can, can, you, can you break it down in just a couple of minutes for people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. So uh, I was working as an air hostess, and I, was, uh, and I used to work some of my days off, and I was a dolly bird. Um, I looked really the same, except just a bit tighter. And um, I went to work in this private hospital and there was this nurse and I was later to find out she was dreading working with me, this Dolly Bird. Anyway, I got sent to work, the two of us, straight away we hit it off. We had the same dry sense of humour. We became instant, you know, good friends. And shortly after her husband left her and she had a lot of turmoil and we, we carried on being friends. She was pregnant. I I got married. She was pregnant the same time as me uh, with twins. She had a little boy, Jordan, and she now has a son, Noah, as well. She she met another man, and she was pregnant with twins the same time as me. One of her twins died uh, inside her about 11 weeks, and her second child she delivered at 26 weeks, Mariella, a little girl. And I was pregnant. And this was Christmas Eve her daughter died. She was in hospital this little tiny coffin at the funeral. And then I then had my babies five weeks early and she came with me 
her own children had died and she came with me into that theater and made my delivery of my twins good fun. We've got, and she took action shots. She took photographs of the cesarean section. Only <laughs> she would do that. I have them. Wow. Uh, so we, you know, life went on and um, she was godmother to my four. She is godmother to my four children. She's got chihuahuas. She had loads of cats. And then we, I, I got engaged and we lost touch. But what had happened was when I got cancer, I then told her and she disappeared and then she came back and she was working as a nurse and she's a fantastic nurse. She was so horrified when she began to discover the truth and she took it all on board. She bought the China study and she could no longer nurse. She didn't want to work anymore in a place um, where they were doing vaccines. So she went into the community and she saw the full horrors of people with cancer and she left and she became a bookkeeper to do, you know, just before an accountant, her son's an accountant. So we lost touch when I got engaged and I just happened to have something come on my phone, Vicky's on signal. And then I thought, oh, and then I remembered I went into Telegram and I'd got a few Vicky's. She had contacted me in 2020 and said that she watched Sons of Liberty radio every Saturday. And there, and I've always thought about her in all these years and I'd lost touch with her and I really was saddened that I'd lost touch. So anyway, we've been texting and catching up, which is wonderful. And she's watching. I hope she's watching today. And if you are, hello. Um, So it was great to have her back on board. And, you know, she was telling me her family, you know, she doesn't see any of her family. Um, You know, you're either pro COVID loving or not. And we've all lot, we've all, we're all going to be touched by this, our own loved ones, but you know, by the grace of God, you know, her boys are listening to her. Her son, Jordan, is right on board. She was telling me, he, you know, he's not, he's the only one where he works that isn't injected. And um, she's, she watches all this. So this show, and then the, but the, the most wonderful thing for me was I wasn't a Christian when I knew her. And she said that her son Noah had bought her a Bible. Amen. So that, I know I'm getting teary. Now, and wasn't and wasn't that due to listening to us on the radio each week? Yeah, that, that was that was provoked we, to do that. Yeah. So uh, as I believe it, yeah. So this is wonderful because you know I've been out this morning um, to take my dogs. I was meant to be talking, but uh, I was meant to be talking doing a talk at Heathrow. Um, but we've had a real big storm, and I've had my tree has come down. I, my fence has come down. And I've had tiles blown off my roof, so I'm getting all that fixed. I was out there doing it, so I couldn't go do my talk. Um, actually, some my friend's getting married, and she wanted some of my eucalyptus tree, and God bought some down for me, so I haven't got to go and saw some down. It's tough. But look, I was out doing my walk this morning, and I started with, with, with prayer, as I do, as soon as I woke up. Then I went with prayer, and then I got on to, you know, putting on our full armour of God, So I'm going to talk about that in a little while, along with that thing I've sent you. But we must remember, we're not fighting flesh and blood here. We're fighting principalities. That's right. That goes what we're going to talk about. Um, We're fighting principalities. And when you look at the way these nurses are acting, you know, this these nurses wouldn't let this man visit his elderly mother. And this when he said, well, how come Sajid Javid can can come and visit? This nurse goes, well, if you're going to be rude and she just hung up on him. That's not being rude. He's asking, why can't the, uh, one of the member of government visit, but I can't visit my loved one? 
Yep. He's asking the reason. Why the hypocrisy? Yeah, and also, I would have never have done that as a nurse. I wouldn't have hung hung up on somebody. I wouldn't have dared. And, um, you know, when Vicky and I were working, the very first time we worked together, this nursing officer came in. And she used to come and she she ripped us one because we hadn't put the engaged, the engaged open, you know, on the door so that no one would walk in. But she walked in. Um, she ripped us one straight away. We didn't dare answer back. We, we had plenty to say when she left. And the patient had a good giggle with us as well because we'd been working with this patient. It was a young girl. And, you know, we had a good laugh. But we wouldn't have dared say anything. And we certainly wouldn't have been rude to a patient. But for some bizarre reason, Nurses now are like little mini Stalins. And you know what? You better be careful what you do because God always, always keeps score. Always. And he collects his debts. And for all of you that have had your shot and had your booster, um, you know, you think you've had, um, you think you've had a stay of execution and you're not having any more. Well, Sajid said he's going to be speaking to the regulators. That's your NMC and uh, taken over by the government in 2001. So they're all drinking from the same trough. Um, So they're coming for you. You can bet your bottom dollar they're coming for you. You might want to think about joining the British Nursing Alliance. Um, But also, you know, this is not advocating for the patient. But going on to the other things that you said there, um, vector technology in silica modelling, we know that there's no virus. Uh, They haven't. You'd think they'd go, right, we've got all these bodies Here's some pathology reports, simply not happening, died of it. Um, I've got a load of little things going on now. Um, You know, uh, you you don't fight the whole battle. You fight these little individual wars. We've now taken on the DBS. Um, I'm taking each of these things on. And there was another little, uh, I unfortunately, somebody, I don't know whether they were under the influence of alcohol or they were extremely distressed or anything else, but they left a voicemail for me at four in the morning um, Yes, we're not going to mention any names, but it does back up a lot of the stories that you were telling about your barrister, your your previous barrister and others. Right. It's very clear. It's been put now through a speaker system. So we have exactly what's been said. It's gone to the barrister. And, um, you know, the truth shall prevail. And it always does. And everything, I, I haven't lied. I dared lie. Even when I tell a white lie, I think, oh, gosh, I'm going to get judged. But look... I was out doing my my prayers and um, I always do it and we can take time to do it. And you mentioned about what Bill Gates was saying there. Well, in Africa, they are already testing uh, 50 and 60 gigahertz in villages where they leave it. This is where this this Omicron came from, allegedly, the the alleged Omicron. So remember, we we are... Um, this is all going to tie in beautifully. We we are not physical matter. Everything is about emotion, energy in motion. If you think about what what is what we have organs in our body, what is the organ in a church? What is the organ? What does it do? It makes music, which is what it sounds. It's vibrations. It's vibrations. Yep. Quantum physics. Quantum physics. Vibrations. And by the way, can I interject something there with that? For people who say, oh, you're talking new age and stuff. Let me let me explain something to you. I watched a Nova series on that, on quantum physics. Some, somebody gave it to me. And I got to tell you, it blew my mind because I'm sitting there going, 
you guys in doing all this technology are actually making the argument for the Trinity that there can be one God and three persons. You're discovering that. You are thinking God's thoughts after him, as the old preachers used to say. You're thinking that. And when I watched it, I was like, these guys are making an argument for the existence of a triune God, and they don't even know it. They're they're arguing, uh, you know, everything that we have, what I'm doing this broadcast with, the monitors, the screens, our smartphones, which make us stupid. All Any electronic device that you have today is based on the quantum physics. It is. And um, people talk about, you know, that the beast is coming. I, I personally don't believe that this is the end. If you look at all through ancient history, um, you look at the, the writings on, on walls, you look at ancient structures. Um, they used to have light bulbs. They've had running water. They've had flushing toilets. But civilizations get wiped out. Um, if we go to Genesis 6 in the Bible, and with Noah, and we look what happened, you can piece that all today. It just goes round and round. So I, I don't believe, I believe the beast is here. Look at your technology. Look what absolutely. it does. Yep, absolutely. Exactly what it is. It's the beast system. The beast is here. Uh, but the battle has been won. And if we look at you talking about viruses, and I say this, I've said it so many times on the show, please go and look at Asagen, A-D-O-C-E-G-E-N, A-W-C-E-G-E-N, asagen.com. And what you'll see there, that's why when people laugh at me, they're not laughing now because I've said this right from the beginning. I haven't changed anything I've said. If you look on there, asagen.com, you'll see that they buy viruses, they buy funguses, they buy mold, uh, they buy aborted fetal cell lines. They splice it all together in labs. They're splicing it and they sell it. And so these bioweapon labs, they're buying this. This is what they do. And, and if you go, oh, they wouldn't do that. Well, hang on a minute. We've got Frankenstein foods. We've got genetically modified foods. We have the fact that we have agronomists that work for the companies that make the pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, who go to the farms measure the amount of these chemicals on the foods and it has to be a certain level before they'll give the farmers their red tractor status to sell their nutritionally deficient foods that are only grown in potassium phosphorus and nitrogen which which leads me on to what i was going to talk about about why your body is deficient well you might have a problem with your gut leaky gut or you're just not eating nutrient-dense food and if you're eating that garbage all the time and genetically modified food the way genetically modified foods work, the insects land on it and they get holes in their gut. When you eat it, you get holes in your gut and then you get unprocessed food stuff going to the bloodstream. Then on top of that, you bring in vaccines and you get shrapnel sitting in the gut. Then you bring in the fact that you bring in chemicals, pushing the thyroid down. And then ultimately from that, you're going to have your hyperchlor. Hydro, where your stomach acid is, isn't 1.5 to 3.5, so you can't extract your nutrients, you're going to be malnourished. That's exactly what you're going to be. So you're not getting your vitamins and nutrients. So eventually, you're going to keep going down. You're going to crash and burn. So, so you know, looking at Bill Gates, um, he's disgusting. I, I mean, I, I don't even want to listen to the cretin, but you look at all their names you, this is just going round and round and round. It's like this good Lord and scripture. These are the baddies. Go back to 1699, where you had Sir Isaac Newton, and he was made warden of the mint. Look at all the names in those times. Look at Huxley, the grandfather, Leonard Huxley of, uh, uh, um, 
Aldous Huxley, who came up with the Gnostics and the agnostics to discredit those who believed in God. I, in fact, don't believe in God. I mean, how can you not believe? Once it's in you, you're so, it's in there. You can't deny it. I don't know why, but you just can't. If you've not had that in you, you need to be pray to have the Holy Spirit come through you. It's like a dose of salts. So, you know, this, all of these gangsters, even the lie that is the Spanish flu, look who was involved then. Gates was the one that made the vaccines that caused the soldiers to get sick. It's just the same old script. It's the same old script. And as long as you know it's the same old script, you know how to get out of it. So, you know, you, you look at all these people. So going back, I'm going to tie this together. You, everybody's watching Bill Gates and they're going, oh, I so want to, do you know what? Just give me a nine millimeter Uzi or just give me one. And then, <laughs> you know, then you look at what's happening in Ottawa and you see it. We, we've all seen the footage this morning of the lady being trampled. Then you see the same things happening. Now, wait a minute, folks. We're seeing the same things all over. I was on the phone once to a lady in the Philippines and she said, I think it was in 2021. This is so terrible. Or tw- the end of t- 2020. I saw all the dead bodies in Kent, all the people dying everywhere. And I said, that's not happening. What are you talking about? That's what they were seeing on the TV in the Philippines. Piles of dead bodies outside hospitals. I live down there. I live in this area. No, that's not happening. But that's what they were seeing. So they're getting fear and, and really frightened and we're all going to die. So what does that, that fear do? When you're walking through a wood at night on your own, suddenly it's dark. I've done, I've done that. You know, the sun's gone down and I've got nothing on my phone. It's pitch black and it's me and the two hours. And you start to hear, you know, cracks. And if you start thinking, oh, there's somebody behind me, there's somebody, there's somebody, you'll start to have a physiological response. Your adrenaline will start to be secreted from your adrenals and uh, your, your blood vessels will start to dilate to your brain your your heart, your lungs, and your stomach will stop working. You might feel a bit nauseous, but you'll get that fright and flight, adrenaline and cortisol. So now your your heart starts beating really quickly. You can hear it. You can feel it. You start breathing really heavily, ready to zip off. That's a physiological response to nothing that you can see but your mind. It's just your mind. So when you're watching Bill Gates... All of these things constantly, what's going on around the world, what do you think is happening to you? You are being put into a perpetual state yep. of anxiety. And you're and you're adding to what they're already doing. If you're a person that says, well, I gotta wear a mask, if I gotta take a shot, you're just adding on that to this this spark, this flame that's already going in because of the this natural response. You're throwing gasoline on the fire, so to speak. Yeah. So so you know, if you're gonna go there, uh you own it. You know, whenever I go anywhere, I don't wear a mask. I've been in Waitrose this morning. They all know me anyway, but I walk in authority. If anyone looks at me and they're looking at me in an odd way, I smile at them. I own I own where I go. God gave me authority on this earth and I take it. And so if you're going to go to one of these things, get get your crash out on, get your goggles, your swimming goggles. I'm sorry, get your dustbin lid. If someone's going to come at you, you defend yourself, put on your full armor of God as well. And so... You know, but don't be watching this from the sidelines and getting fearful because that energy in motion is going to change your vibration. And all of your low vibrations are what make you sick. And that's why when we sing, when we pray out loud, when we use scripture, 
it does change what happens around you. It really does. I've practiced it so many times and it keeps us sick. So people say, well, like, well, if it's just diet and environment that make you sick, well, it is, it does make you sick, but your emotions make you more sick. And when you think about when you get stressed, what do you do? You reach for, and you get depressed. You reach for something that lifts your, your mood. And what's the thing that does that quicker than anything? And it's the most addictive substance, sugar, sugar. It's addictive. It's a poison. And what does sugar do? It stops you from, from taking up zinc and your zinc working. It switches your immunity off for up to four hours. Let me just go through a few of these quickly, these, these signs of your body. But what will affect this is your emotion as well. So, you know, when you've got white spots on your nails, um, it means you're zinc deficient. If you're a man and you're bald or you can't get an erection or you've got prostate problems, you're getting up in the night to go for a pee, um, you've got an enlarged prostate, you're, you know, and the white spots, you know, you're deficient in zinc. And that could be for one of many reasons. It's because you're not eating the correct foods that are nutrient dense or you're eating foods that are full of glyphosate, which chelate zinc. So the plant, when it gets to your table, is not going to have hardly any zinc in it. Or you're eating sugar, lots of sugar that's stopping you from having your zinc. Or you're so stressed with adrenaline and cortisol that when that your adrenals are up, your thyroid is down. It's a seesaw. And if your thyroid is down, then you're gonna, not going to be... Um, converting your cholesterol to pregnenolone, progesterone, the youth-giving hormones. So this all affects it. So you need to take some zinc, zinc-rich foods, pumpkin seeds, or take some zinc. It's stored in your prostate. Um, the other thing is, uh, for you ladies, you know, as well, when you've got oily skin, greasy skin, uh, you might have... Um, you might have these uh, polycystic ovaries and you might start to see hair, hair on the face, hair around the areolas, the nipple. Um, then again, you've got too many androgens. That's what you've got. And you might be having um, not enough zinc, too much sugar. Or you young girls drinking, drinking lots, eating loads of chocolates. I've never seen such a generation with big boobs, big bellies and big butts. And they're young girls, 14. You shouldn't look like that, not at that age. And 16-year-olds and 18-year-olds, you know, um, you shouldn't be doing it. For every unit of alcohol that you're drinking, one unit of alcohol, your liver takes eight hours to process that. That's a small glass of wine. If your liver, which is the site form and all your blood goes through it every three minutes, is working on that one ounce, one, one unit of alcohol, it's not doing what it should be doing. It's not doing what it should be doing. Which is so making it, which is filtering the rest of the stuff that you consume. Yeah, right? and if it can't do it, it packages it in fat and sends it back out. And if you're eating too many synthetic estrogens, which is your pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, then you're going to block those methylation pathways as well in the liver. And, and your estrogen won't even get out. And all your synthetic estrogens, which is in your makeup, remember, 60% of lipsticks on the market in the US contain lead, which is a neurotoxin. I keep saying that. So guys, if you're snogging the chops off your girlfriend, it's a, these are synthetic estrogens as well, if it smells nice. Um, and also you're getting that lead. Yeah. So yellow Kate, eyes. Kate, can I, can I interrupt just a second? Uh, I know you're going to hang over for a little bit. Can we... We got about three minutes here, and I want the radio audience. And, and if you guys want to join us for the rest of the of what Kate's going to yeah, present, sonsoflibertymedia.com, right side of the page, uh, beforeitsnews.com, top of the page. 
Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, and also DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. I want you to talk about this little thing that you sent me, and we'll, we'll probably have to close out because there's a lot here. But uh, basically, you sent me this thing, and this is something I've heard a long time ago, but I didn't understand all of the significance of the, the, the physiology part. Can you kind of hit that real quick? we get got about three minutes before we end radio, and then we'll cover it on the other side. Yeah, so look, we're told repeatedly, and if you listen to the best pastors, God, we, we don't need to go to a church. Jesus told us that. We don't need to go to a church, especially now with all these vicars, etc., that are taking this injection. So the church is us. It's within us. God is within us. His sacred, his, his temple is the nucleus of our cell. It's in there. It's in that nucleus. And we are created in God's image. That's why his name is written in our genes. Yahweh, it's written in there. And so all of this is our bodies. It's in us. That's why when we speak, it's powerful. When we speak, we overcome Satan with our personal testimony that the word of God tells us what the blood of Jesus does for us. That's our sword, our word of God, our swords, S word. So that's inside the nucleus. That is the sacred, it's the temple. And that's, that is the, uh, you know, where, where God is, the holy place, the most holy place. What is happening? What did Christ have? He had a crown of thorns put on his head. Now we are, it's constantly going round and round over and over and over again. This is a manual. So what is happening now? They're injecting into us. They're bypassing all of our innate immune system. When we swallow it, when we breathe it in, they're injecting this messenger RNA into us. We have our own messenger RNA that comes out of the nucleus, goes into the fluid to make a protein. And when it's done its job, our enzyme stops it. Well, these are from our creator. They are beautiful, perfect reverse photocopies of our DNA. What are they doing? They're injecting messenger RNA in, and it's making spike proteins, spikes. That's what they look like. Yep. And they go into the fluid, but they can't go in the nucleus. So what they're doing is they're making spike proteins more and more and more, and they're sticking all out from all around the cell. They're surrounding the cell with a crown of thorns. That's what they're doing. It's amazing. I mean, it's it's really amazing. And you know what? I'll try to put up this other one that I had with uh, Stephen Holbrook because we're going to close out the show. Stephen Holbrook, and, and we're going to continue on the other side. So you guys join us on the platforms I told you. But Stephen Holbrook taught, talked about this didn't start with uh, Jonas Salk. It didn't start with uh, what was the guy's past year and all these guys. It started a long time ago in paganism, and they would use thorns to, quote-unquote, what we would say, vaccinate people, so that it was, a, it was a sign of a trust in their God. In any case, guys, hang on. We're going to continue over at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, BeforeIt'sNews.com, and also Sons of Liber- or, excuse me, Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Bradley Billet for two hours today. He's on the road coming down to see little old me down here. <laughs> so catch him at 3 p.m., two hours. Have a great weekend. Lord's Day, we'll see you on Monday. Adios. All right, Kate. Um, let me let me let you finish. I, there's there's some things in this uh, this little diagram, and again, we're on the video platforms now, uh, totally. So, can you speak to a couple a couple of these things before you continue on? I mean, I never really saw it till you when you sent me this. I was like, oh, okay, oh, okay, I see this. 
The covering oh, of skins. Was, this is now. This is a tabernacle. It's definitely different. It was. It was the tabernacle was mobile. So whenever the children of Israel moved, they had to take it down. They had to set it back up. They had to take it down and set it back up until you know the time where David said, "I want to build you a house." And God's like, "Well, there's no house that contain me, but your son will build one." You know, it's it's kind of like uh, what do you talk? And, and the reason he wouldn't is because he was a man of blood. And uh, we see these different things. Can you kind of elaborate just a little bit on it? I think this is very well, important I, for people to hear. I do. But what I will do is I've been having a lesson on it from a prophet. And she's just a young woman, but she's incredible. And she, when she started to tell me, I already, from conversations I've had with Carrie Madej, um, I got it straight away. So if you look at the Ark of the Covenant, well, if you go... And then you look at the covering of skins, the rough endoplasmic reticulum where Noah was told and he covered the ark and everyone he was covered it in pitch. Yeah, it's yeah. atonement. That's what the word means in the in the Hebrew. It's 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 he covered it in atonement. The the word pitch yeah. there. Yeah, and um so even when you look at the the candlestick look for the mitochondria, um the 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 vacuoles, the food offerings of what feeds the cell, it's... Yeah, and they were only know, offering clean animals. They weren't offering unclean animals or what was determined yeah. as unclean animals at that time. Yeah, so it's... For me, when I, when I saw it straight away, and this constant, because of, of this... Uh, um, you have to put this together, folks. You have to keep looking at this picture, and if you don't know what each of those things is... Use the devil's tools and just go and Google every single thing and then go back and start reading, um, read Genesis and, and start reading as well Ephesians because we're actually being told here that this, we're, we're not fighting flesh and blood, we're fighting principalities. So if you look at this, that the most holy place is the nucleus, we are under attack what is under attack? They're under attack by they're desperate to get these spikes into us. It's the spike proteins. It's not about our health. We've seen that in Ottawa. Um, it's not about it at all. That everything is around that. It's not about a virus. Yes, they want to bring in a different currency. But if you keep going back, going back, it's so that they have complete control over you to force you They'll take your money off you. You won't be able to work to force you to get this crown of thorns around your nucleus, around the holy place uh, where the house of God is us. We're told that it's in us. It's in us, the Holy Spirit, the God, the Father. It's, it's, It's all inside of us. And when the penny drops and it drops, you'll see that the way to protect yourself from this is we we have to use the word and put on our full armor of God and understand what each of those things mean to put on the full armor of God. You'll understand how you protect each of those things and what they are. And that's why I was saying about, um, uh, it was interesting because I didn't realize, you, you, we've talked about this, you know, tr- the Hebrews, was it 17 Hebrews translated um, first of all, it wasn't written anyway. It was the spoken word. 
it wasn't in pictures. It wasn't written in words. It was pictures. But then it was translated into Greek so that you don't lose stuff in translation. But Job, the book of Job, um, what is it when we have a job where we're persecuted? Job was persecuted. So when you have a job and, and everything is all interconnected, the word is very powerful. And that's where I quickly got the hang of the organ. It's called an organ and vibration. And what are our, our body? We have organs in our bodies. Well, we had in the old... We had in the Old Testament, the priest would be the one. This is something I went over the other day. They would blow the ram's horn as they went before the Ark of the Covenant, as they were crossing um, <clears throat> into the Promised Land, as they were uh, going against Jericho. Uh, we had Gideon also having the horns. The very next chapter, we, we looked at this the other day, Joshua 6 and 7, and he would blow the horns as they went forward. Uh, against uh, the Midianites as well. And we see the priests throughout the Old Testament. The, the instruments and stuff were used by the priests. David was one who played on a harp, and we saw that that harp soothed the, the demon or the spirit that, that Saul had upon him uh, to where it wasn't violent against him. And when he didn't do it, he got javelins thrown at him and stuff. So, yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's an effect on the body that music performs. There's no question about that. Yeah, it does. And um, they've even showed it even with, with animals. Well, they changed the um, hurts of songs as well. This is, it's all gone on for a long time. And, and, you know, if we threw a bucket of water over someone, they'd feel wet. If we flicked a piece of water at them, they might not notice as much or they would, they would, it would go. But if you kept flicking, eventually they would have had a whole bucket. It's all been do- done as a drip, drip, drip. And, You know, I I see people today, they're walking around, people are still wearing masks, even though they don't believe it. And they're wanting to have this injection. They're now in the UK, they've just authorized five to 11 year olds can have this injection. So if you're four and 365 days uh, old, you can have it. But if you're four and 364 days, you can't have it. It's not safe. Get your head around that one. But Actually, what we should be doing, I I understand, you know, when they're saying peace and love, peace and love. Well, we know that peace and love resonates at 180 to 220 hertz. And we know that anger, resentment, jealousy resonates at 0.2 to about 2.2 hertz. There's a study, PhD study on that. So how else do we do this? Well, we have to keep remembering we're not fighting flesh and blood. We're fighting principalities. So this if you go and look it up, you need to you need to go and look up the tabernacle and you have to understand each of those pieces of the tabernacle. And then just a basic biology chart of the cell. And even that, you know, we're told we're told they're exosomes. This has been done very slowly. J.D. Rockefeller took over uh, the whole medical system with money by putting two members on the board. And he never used allopathic modern medicine himself. He used naturopathic himself. So he knew. But if you look what they sold us, in order to get us to take vaccines, we had to believe that we could catch a virus. But viruses and exosomes, um, I think it was Dr. Hildreth stated, viruses and exosomes are one and the same um, in one of his books. He wasn't saying, oh, you can't catch a virus, but he did say viruses and exosomes are one and the same. Dr. James, was it Dr. James Hildreth? No, maybe it wasn't him, actually. 
I'll, I'll, I'll find exactly who it was. Yeah, it was Dr. James Hildreth. It was. Um, so if you look on this, you know, your, your, um, if you look at these things in it and what they do in the cell, and then you look at the tabernacle, what they're for, um, pans, shovels, waste, your lysosomes, you're taking waste away, your food offerings come in your vacuoles. It's, it's so, so interesting. And they're identical. And, and actually, if you look at body parts, um, our lungs look like the branches of a tree. Yep. Our breath, yep. if you cut a grapefruit through, the breast looks identical to the inside of a grapefruit. Look at the kidney. Look at all, look at the, all of the, the things within the body. Um, even look at the heart. The heart, incidentally, is not a pump. Everyone thinks it's a pump. That's my thing I've got to talk about. It's not a pump, but it's so fantastic. So if, if you're sick and you're thinking that you can take um, some pharmacia, um, no amount of food, no, sorry, no amount of um, exercise or pharmaceutical drugs is an offset for a poor diet. And today's food what you eat today becomes tomorrow's cells. And this all ties together with what we've talked about, all the foods that you eat. Yeah, Kate, so, can I, let me interject something because you, you brought to mind when you said uh, Rockefeller continued on the, the course he should have been on that he should have wanted for everybody else, but then he's selling them the snake oil, so to speak. My wife and I, uh, several years back for our anniversary, went right across the line here into Grover, at, I know that sounds funny. That's the name of the city. Uh, we went there to a place called the Inn of the Patriots, okay? And <clears throat> the husband and wife, he more than she, were chefs for several presidents from like Bush through Clinton, I think. The, like, you know, Daddy Bush first through Clinton. and Or no, through – I think they went through the second Bush. I think that's what they did. Um, and no, actually, I think he was back to Reagan now that I think about it. Anyway, we went there. And one of the things he talked about was the fact that when Bill Clinton came into office, you know, they check him out with a doctor and stuff. And his health was so bad, they had to put him on a very strict diet. He lost weight. Um, that's why they had him out. You saw, you know, you see them out making those guys run because they wouldn't run normally of themselves. They're making them out do that because they check their health and they do that. And then they, pre- he said, we prepared specific dishes. And we couldn't have anything else on there because this is what the doctor said. And, you know, in their minds, this is the most powerful man in the world, blah, 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 all this stuff. And so they, they treat that a lot different than, say, uh, Donald Trump ordering, you know, Big Macs for all the, the athletes to come in and eat and everything, which I'm surprised. I'm uh, more than likely if we got the story behind Trump going in office, if the doctors were similar, they probably put him on something, too, because he's carrying quite a bit of extra stuff there, too. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, so when, when you kind of when you kind of get it um, and you and you put it all together, um, I think Ephesians is a really good one to look at. When we're told um, Ephesians five, um, walk, walk in love. And it tells us walk in love and Christ also have loved us. It goes on and it tells you about uncleanliness or um, covetousness. It goes down. If you read all that, because all of those things, all of those things cause problems to our vibration. And I think it was Dr. Joe Dispenza 
proved proved with an actual with doing um, medical tests he was in a wheelchair what the power of prayer and affirmations does and he was able to then be walking again but it's if you go then on to Ephesians 6 the whole armor of God um, I, I like it linking it to that because for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Well, God is within us. And this is the, this wickedness is not in us. Um, you know, when whenever you're doing what you shouldn't be doing or thinking what you shouldn't be thinking, you leave yourself wide open for demons to come in. Amen. And Yeah, to come in. So that is why walk in love. So when you're doing all the things that you shouldn't be doing, then you're going to be under attack and you'll know, you'll know, you'll start to have, because if, if you, the father, the son and the Holy ghost, and we are, we have our soul, our spirit, our physical form, you'll know because you'll be thinking bad things. You know, I got an email from someone, this fella who's always emailing me and he, and he's very tortured inside. And he said a lot of things happen to me. He's either sending me gifts and all pouring out all this love. And then because he's not, he's not getting what he wants and he's not what I want. Um, he then sends me lots of vitriol and really unkind, vicious things. And then he'll go back to nice. Now that to me is a demon because you can't go from being lovely and then real vitriol. So you'll know if you're spouting vitriol and wishing, wishing bad things on people, I'm not going to lie. There's some people done some really bad things to me in the last two years. Um, and I have to really check myself um, that I, I have to wish well on them. I have to wish well on them, you know, because that's a much better outcome. You know, uh, you know, drinking poison and expecting it to hurt your enemies. It doesn't. It hurts you. So when we put on the full armor of God and we realize we're not fighting flesh and blood, so we we put on, and I love it. I, I I do it sometimes when I'm feeling really down. I'll actually physically do it. So you stand having your loins girt about the truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. So it, it doesn't matter what people are saying. It, what are they doing? If someone's telling you how much they love you or how much they value you, it's their action. That's right. You got to look at their actions as That's well. Right. Put on your breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of gospel and peace. So you need to read some of this, and if you can't read, read it. Listen to it on audio. Um, and then you've got your your shield of faith for your fiery darts of the wicked. I love that. That's the King James version. The fiery darts of the wicked, and those darts can come in many forms. They'll come in their on their tongue. It won't just be physical. Take the helmet of salvation. Your, your helmet of salvation is your hope. You've got to hope. You've got to have hope. So if you're filling your eyes constantly and your ears just with all the horrible things that you're seeing all day long, if you don't get outside and walk in nature and walk in joy or even go to a coffee shop and have a coffee if that's what you want to do and watch people, just watch people, 
go to a museum, look at, you know, the things that people have created with their own hands, but do something instead of sitting constantly glued to all the bad things that I, my, my lovely hairdresser was telling me one of her friends, better not say her name. When she goes to her house, she's got the BBC news on 24 hours, 24 hours. Imagine having that lying liars of lies dripping in your ear roll and your eyeballs 24 hours a day. And she's interestingly, She's had all her injections and a booster. She wears a mask. She's doing it all constantly. Um, So your helmet is hope. And to have hope, you've got to get back into what God's created for us. That's why I did a massive two-hour walk this morning. Okay, let me me, me add something to that, because what you're saying is very biblical. This comes from Philippians chapter 4. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Sorry, i got people up right now who I've asked to be quiet. but <laughs> And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise... Think on these things, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. That's what you were saying before, not just say, but do. And the God of peace shall be with you. I, I, I think you're I think you're right on things. You're this is one of the things I'm, I'm constantly amazed because you come in and you learn these things. And then they're they're right there in Scripture all the time, but you're you're learning them. And it's it's really neat to see somebody pick up on these things of what's there and then your your knowledge of the human body and stuff to me that's that's where i pick up on because i don't know all that stuff i got a kind of a hint about it but it kind of makes it even more real than it already is in the things that 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 i read yeah and thank you for that um you know when i was writing this thing for the um children's health defense and then i i wrote it again and put some humor in it for uh, said you know for the light newspaper if they want it but this is you know I'm starting to write stuff I was sitting there whenever I'm writing I'll always have a thesaurus uh, open on my phone but what was really interesting was words were coming in my head to use and I was like where did that come from and then I had to look up what it meant one of these words and it was the right word for the sentence I was about to type and I've never used that word before and uh, that is God is within us and they don't want us, the dark forces don't want us to know that. They don't want us to know it. When God is with us, no one can stand against us. They don't want us to know it. The same as, you know, um, everything. They, they've got everybody believing and being terrified of death. And I said, I, I think I said it last week. I said it to lots of friends, you know. I said to Katrina, anybody kills me, okay, death's easy. It's how you get there. That's the hard bit. But don't be weeping for me because I'll be sitting there smiling that I got there before the rest of you. That's right. Um, so, That's- you know, God knows the, the date and the hour of our death. So I'm not frightened of death at all, but they want you to be frightened of death. That's why they've got you watching all this garbage. Yeah. But, let, um, me, let me add something to, to what you're saying there. When, you, when you're talking about God is in us, I want to be clear to people that what Kate is speaking about is believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, because this is what Scripture says, Romans 8, verse 6 and following. It says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is 
enmity against God. This is the, the guy that you're talking about trying to snooker you and seduce you with gifts and kind words and all this, and then he gets mad when he doesn't get what he wants. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. This, this idea of free will, forget it, guys. You don't have it. You're either in bondage to sin or you're in bondage to righteousness, whichever the case may be. And then he goes on and he says, so then they that are in the flesh cannot, not can try to, they cannot please God, but ye are not of the flesh. Who's he talking about? He's talking about those who are believers in the, in the Lord Jesus Christ, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. So he doesn't dwell in everybody, and if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So it's very clear, and I just want to say this, I'm, I'm in agreement with you that as believers we have the Spirit of God in us, uh, but if you're a not a believer, then you don't have the Spirit of God. This does not apply to you. You are at what Paul says, you're at enmity with God. You cannot please God. You can't, we, we go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, you cannot even understand the things of God. You can maybe recite them, but you can't apply them and, and live them out. And so I wanted to put that out as a call to repentance for those who may be in that situation that the Lord Jesus Christ has given his body and his blood, the life of the flesh is in the blood, in order that he might redeem the lawless or sinners. Everybody has sinned. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And he redeems them from that back into God. He reconciles us back into God, where now we're not at enmity with one another, but yet we are, as Ephesians says, we have been adopted as children into the family of God. And now long, no longer do we have to call him just God or Lord. We can call him Father. We can we can approach him as a father. Yeah, Abba. Uh, it's 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 interesting because then you have peace, um, and then everything comes to you. Everything you need, everything you need will 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 come in front of you when you need it. Everything will come to you when you need it. Uh, ask and it shall be given. And um, and and so wait, if you're if if you're um, you know, your motives are not good. It won't come out as authentic. That's why, um, you know, people, when people go, I'm going to do this business because I want to be rich. When it's, it doesn't really work. When it's your passion and it's to serve, then it, then it goes. So let me just go through this. Cause I always want to, uh, what I'll do is the more I have some more lessons, I'll come back and talk about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Habit. That has it blow, blew me away because I, I, I came on the show a long time ago and talked about exosomes and then said, yep. you can't catch a virus. And Dr. Kaufman did too. Yeah, and the Nursing and Midwifery Council had a hissy fit. And uh, then they went on and, ha- well, they had a hissy fit about everything. But we talking about, you know, there was one sensible person on there and it was a judge and they got rid of him. Um, but the rest of them were just... They didn't know what they were talking about. And that's why for all you out there, and there are a few people who said, oh, why don't you want to go on the back on the register? Why won't you appeal? Why would I want to go and appeal and be back on a register that is advocating, and they are. Murder. The use of, yeah, killing people. It's like working in a, being a slave and working in a, a slaughterhouse to kill people. And you escape out the window, but then you go around the back door and go, can I come back in? No, I don't want to. So, let, I was just going to go down these because this is quite interesting. Um, your liver, because I spoke about the liver, the liver is the site foreman. Everything, all your blood, life is in the blood, goes through your liver every three minutes and your liver's job is to clean it. That's what it does. It's a, it's a site foreman. It's a filter. So if you've got yellowy eyes, 
you've not got enough bile salts. And you could certainly take the burden off your liver. And this is where you, you I'll talk about the mucus diet quickly at the end. You could stop eating things, sugar for stars, alcohol, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, toxic cleaning products, toxic makeup. And, tr- and you could do more dry brushing of your body. Take the burden off your liver. Your liver regenerates. Isn't that incredible? Your liver regenerates. And get some bio salts. And if ladies, if you've had your gallbladder removed, um, you know, this is what they do. Cut, po- po- poison, burn. Okay, if it was a, a medical emergency and you, it was going to kill you, they've removed it, but they don't. The majority of these operations is this grumbling pain under the right rib cage. And when you've had a fatty meal and when you breathe in, if you push your fingers up, it's really painful. You have lots of belching, bloating. You can get pain in your right shoulder underneath your scapula, that big bone at the back. And the pain can then go down your arm into your hand. You can lose the feeling in your fingers. They go, oh, it's a neck problem. or it's a shoulder problem. or it's a nerve problem. Send you to all these different ologists. When it's actually the phrenic nerve that sits on the top of the gallbladder comes up at the back of the neck. And when it's so inflamed, it can even displace vertebra, but all your muscles go tight to protect it. So if you've got an inflamed gallbladder, because you're eating all of these bad fats and sugar, then you're going to be in a problem. And you could do a gallbladder cleanse. David Wolf's got a brilliant one. Just Google yep. David Wolf gallbladder. Oh, I, look, I can talk about that's the one thing I did learn very well. And I would highly recommend if people, if you have, if you're getting gallbladder attacks or you've got any of that stuff, listen to Dr. Berg. That guy's on it. He's got a dozen videos on how to do it. Yeah, the I, apple I, I, juice, I the apple juice thing was the cleanse. Uh, that it's I tried. The, no, it's the, the apple juice. It's the malic acid yep. in the apples. Which that makes them soft. Yeah. And you can but pass you can them. Take, yeah, you well, can. You can take carrot apple juice every day. Right. But you can pass them. But <clears throat> the thing that helped me, because I tried that and I didn't see really the results. I think it was like. Well, you, have, you have to take your Epsom salts. And- yeah, well, I do that. I did that at the end. So they give you the Epsom salt, which was horrible. Oh, man, trying to drink that stuff was awful. But you do like six of the, uh, I don't know if it was a gallon. No, it was like a half gallon, I think. Um, you do six of those a day, eat one each day, and then you do the Epsom salt stuff with the lemon or something at the end. I forget what it was. But the but the thing that I went with was the uh, the parsley, the beet top roots, and the kale shakes. And you can add like blueberries or, or any kind of berries in there for some flavor. I tap a little stevia in there. That kind of takes off. But you want to blend that stuff up like for a long time because if you don't it's like filling your mouth with a bunch of grass and uh i did not like that the first time i couldn't get it down and i just let that blender go for like five minutes till it was just like really fine uh but but doing that once a day and then i was eating four eggs that were what we would say fried but you leave the yellow uncooked because of the choline that's in it that's good for that too. And then he had some other things. Uh, he he had like ten cups of salad for lunch. I couldn't I couldn't imagine. He had this big old bowl that was this bigger than I get yeah, my hands. I, I do that. I have a massive mixing bowl. <laughs> yeah. I, so it he, takes me an hour. He he had that, and then he said, if we eat beef, you want a good piece of like a a, a like a grass fed beef that has some fat on it. That that's a good fat to have with with the beef. But basically, it was those things, and they t- the lady, the surgeon who was going to cut my and I at that at the point it was hurting so bad, I just didn't care. I just wanted everything to stop. Of course, they gave me the morphine and stuff, which killed it. 
But I'm glad they didn't do it. And she told me I could never reverse what was going on, which was a lie. Uh, I have seen that. That was years ago. I And I was having like two of these a week. And this the last one that hit me was like for about 12 hours before they gave me the morphine that killed it. But <clears throat> I know it works. I know it works. And so I want, you know, I'm... That's one thing I do know uh, that I throw out there as far as my health contribution is I know that stuff works. Kate, we're getting well, – we need to close out here. Do you want to give a final comment here? Yeah, they say fair, fat, and forty. Um, <laughs> they do. Fair, fat, and forty. Um, so, you know, you guard your liver. That's what you need to do. And this is where pathologists, when, uh, uh, you know, when they're doing autopsies, they see all this mucus in the bowel, in the blood vessels – and they see it's gone hard and they see st- fecal stones that have been in the body for decades. Oh, wow. Yeah. And once it goes in the body and it stays there, then it sets up um, friction and then you get inflammation and there's your precursor. So this is where, you know, the mucus diet, the mucus diet comes in, which is what Dr. Gerson, when I did the first six weeks, it's very similar and so, you know, fasting can be very dangerous because you're going to liberate all these toxins as well from your cells. So you're going to be very careful. Um, but you, if you fast just for a day and you start to get a headache and you feel really unwell and then your tongue looks like it's got a fur coat on it, um, you're really toxic. So you could do um, ju- a juice fast and just, you know, don't starve, don't have water. That would be dangerous, but just do juice and Vitamin A in your carrot juice is fantastic. But when you start having juices and fasting and then maybe having a clear broth like the Hippocrates soup, um, you don't want to be passing a lot of energy across that juice, you know, whizzing it up uh, with the electricity because you'll oxidize it. That's the rationale for a slow juicer. But by doing that, you're allowing the body time to move this mucus. And once you start doing it, you'll start to get funny pains in places. And that's where you've got this mucus back up and you'll start passing it. And that's what I was saying on the show. When you start to get loads of copious snot from your nose, that's you clearing out the cavities in your head. And if you don't clear that and it goes to your chest, then you start to get this, this on your chest and you start to get pneumonia and then you start to get consumption and then you get TB and it's the lungs yeah. start to die. And it's terminal, but all these things so this is where Professor Bright, uh, uh, sorry, Professor Eric, who had Bright's disease, um, you know, he managed to cure himself, which was incurable. But unfortunately, our doctors of today are only trained in the cut, poison, burn. And they all want to um, slap loads of drugs on you, cut pieces of you off or out, irradiate you or, or pump you full of mustard gas. And you're not allowed to challenge it. Um, but there is another way out there. And, you know, that's just a few things I've gone through that women get. Women also get the things are all linked. You know, women get gallbladder problems, liver problems, and they get loss of the outer eyebrow, the last third of the eyebrow, which is a thyroid problem, lack of iodine. Well, as soon as your thyroid is down, converts your cholesterol to pregnalolone, progesterone and bile acid. So that's, that's that gallbladder then is not going to work properly and it's not going to have that detergent that breaks down your fats. So then you're going to start having more mucus and it all goes around. So it's everything when we were created, everything we need is already here. 
but we're not being told it. And I think now we're at a very interesting time in history because right now the demand for natural health is huge. Amen. Climbing because people are being denied access to what they call modern medicine or they're afraid to go. I'd be afraid um, to actually I'd have to wear a wig and have a different name, but they're being (laughs) afraid of going in there and quite rightly from what I've heard um, they're not having the care that they need our NHS mandate 2021-22 tells you right the way through that the pandemic is going to take precedence over all other care so you can bet your bomb dollar they're going to make it uh, have precedence in fact that cretin uh, Bill Gates actually said oh, they'll take note with this, the next pandemic. And he laughed and his bird laughed. You know, <laughs> do you remember him and Melinda? Oh, they're going to take note of the next one. <laughs> yeah, but the, the Bradley um, Bradley says he sounds like a Nubian goat with his ah, ah, ah. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> but you, you see, so look, you know, we are all sitting uh, at the moment watching a pantomime and we've got the baddies, your Bill Gates, your your same politicians, sorry, your your government, they're always related going back. Um, we're watching all this on the news. And look what they did in Canada. We're going to kill your dogs. If anything is going to make the Canadians, the Brits, the Americans go mental, it's the killing of their pets. Oh, they, were, they, they have a whole thing where they're, what was it? I, I forget where it went on. Uh, I just heard it yesterday. They're wanting to kill all the hamsters. Was that in China? Yeah, they, they want to kill all the hamsters because allegedly they're tested positive for COVID. So they want to kill all the hamsters off. What in the world? Test, I want to know how they tested them for COVID. Probably the PCR test. There's, there is one thing I want to bring up here, Kate. You were talking, and just so people understand, and I'll reference back to something I've made mention of before that my wife and I watched. There was a, a, a documentary by Joe Cross. It's called Fat Sick, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. If pe- people, if you've not watched that, he said that. He said, I came to America from Australia, and you'll see him, and I did a, a, a travel across the United States, and all he went with was a juicer, and he would stop in these organic places, wherever he was, and he would have juice three times a day. He didn't have anything else, and uh, it was... It was incredible to see what happened to him in just, I think it was 10 days that he went across. Yeah. And then he had another guy that he met. He was a trucker. Dude was like 400 pounds. He could, he wobbled. He, he didn't walk. He was, and he's eating all this, you know, stuff that you get at the truck stops. And then he doesn't have any exercise at all and everything. And so he gets him on the juice thing for like 10 days. That's what he, he takes him. It's the 4th of July. You guys have to see it. You really, I mean, the, the willpower this guy had to have to do what he did. He took him at the 4th of July down to the lake, a little place there. Got, he even paid, I think he paid for the guy to be there and stuff. He wanted to help him. He, this guy's the CEO. And when he got there, everybody's cooking steaks and hot dogs. You can just imagine what this guy's senses are doing to him. And he goes, he goes outside, gets in the lake, he goes beyond 10 days. He was like on a 60-day juice fast. And when, at the end of the, of the documentary, I kid you not, it didn't even, you couldn't even tell it was the same guy. And I'm talking about even in his face. He looked like he dropped a person. He was like down to, I don't know, 220 or 240 or something like that. He was outside. He was a, ah, it just broke my heart. He, talk, he talked about not 
wanting to be around his his kids, he didn't want them to see him like that because he couldn't do anything with them. And then at the end, you know, he's running, he's throwing the football, um, all of this stuff. And then they were trying to deal with his brother who had just had a heart attack. And so they're going to get him on the same thing, too. And so I just want to throw people out when you when you talk about the juice fast, take, take and watch that. Take, it'll be worth your time to see it. And then see the results of it, almost like in a real-time kind of uh, effect, and uh, and take and do that. Even if you don't have a lot of weight on you, just the effects, the difference he talked about, how it made him feel, and, and even some things that were going on in his body, he could tell a difference well, of that. I think I told you. I think I told you, didn't I? When you start doing juicing uh, and you start changing your diet, I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll have a whole different interest in what you see out the toilet, I can assure you. And, and everybody knows I do coffee enemas. I actually like telling doctors that and watching their faces. But uh, I like when they tell me, oh, that's, I've heard it's dangerous and it'll kill you. I've heard oncologists are dangerous and they'll kill me. Um, so, um, so, you know, I've been doing them for 10 years and I did five a day and had to drink castor oil twice a week. And, and now I do one to two a day. Everyone I know does coffee enemas now, everyone. And... Um, it's when you start to feel uh, better, when you when you then eat something you shouldn't, you feel really bad. I yep. I bought a kilogram bag in my big food stores. I've got a kilogram bag of organic dried banana. Oh, my gosh. It's so delicious. Anyway, when I munched my way down a third of this bag with a pot of tea whilst I was writing, popped a peppermint tea. Oh, my joints really hurt, my thumbs. And I, I went to sleep and my knees were hurting. So I got this bag out and had a look. And they've got, they've got coconut oil on them. Okay, but cane sugar. I don't know how I missed that one. But I sure as hell felt it in my body. And it's the same as um, if you... if um, when I was younger, uh, and I used to eat loads of chocolate, I'm going to tell you this, who cares? I used to get acne on my rear end. I used to get acne-like spots. So I then thought, well, that's really weird. But when I started to talk to people and do their diet, I have people telling me that, oh, I've got this problem. I've got spots. You know, I've got had people in my aesthetics clinic with spots all over their behinds. You change their diet and it goes. You take out the sugar. And the, and the bad fats and the omega-6, all of your stuff that long life food. Um, and, you know, a lot of that stuff, I, one of those programs, the guy took a McDonald's, he put it in his pocket for weeks and weeks and didn't even decompose. But you just need to do this. Go to a supermarket and just wander around, look like you're shopping. Just go there for a little while. I've done it and I, I videoed some trolleys. And look at what, peop- what people are eating. Look at what is in their trolleys and then glance up and look at the people. Yep, yep. You'll see the effects of it. You'll you see. will. And don't think as well that just because someone's skinny that they're healthy because malnourished and undernourished are two different things. Yep. I see people that are, they go, oh, yeah, I'm vegan. And they literally look like a day off death. Their color is appalling. Their skin is awful. I mean, for instance, you know, cracked heels and cracks at the side of your mouth you can be as skinny as you like but i'll spot that you know several hundred yards that's a sign of your vitamin b deficiencies b2 and b3 and that's where you'll find that they might be really slim but they're probably um not eating the right foods or they're eating a lot of these processed foods yeah 
sugar and they get these cracks. And it doesn't matter how much of this chapstick, which is petroleum jelly or Vaseline, which is terrible, it doesn't matter how much you put on there, it's it's not going to help. It's going to compound it. And also, remember, you need to get out in the midday sun when your shadow is short in the summer. Strip off. Who cares? Who cares what you look like? You don't have to look 15 and 20 and slim and lean and gorgeous and tight. I've got lovely daughters that look like that. You know, mine's like a, a balloon that's gone down after New Year. I've grown these babies and had them. Who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who cares? You know, if he doesn't like the way he looks, ship on. Um, but, you know, you you should be out in this midday sun. You you will stack your vitamin D to last you all through winter and then you supplement in the winter because you need that vitamin D for your microbiome in your gut. So you need that. And the vitamin D converts cholesterol in your skin so that you can make that fluid in your mitochondria go back to the cell again and look at the fluid in the mitochondria, which is the powerhouse, which is the nutrition for your immune cells. So everything is in that cell. I've just sent you something, Tim, on YouTube, which is Evron Abron Organelle Cell, taking a look inside. Yawa Living Evron Abron, the organelle. So I've just sent you the link. Yep, I've got it. on YouTube. It's on YouTube for everyone to look up. So next week, when we speak, you'll all be experts. <laughs> Is there anything in the chat or did everyone go to sleep? No, everybody's still there and they're talking about certain things that they do. And um, uh, several of the ladies are back and, and forth. And of course, Bethany says, oh my goodness, Kate and her coffee enemies, enemas, <laughs> her enemies and her enemas. You know what? I don't, I don't drink coffee now unless I'm out. Right. I only drink a coffee if I'm out. And let me tell you, I used to love coffee and I used to drink tea. I've not had a cup of tea in 10 years. I drink one cup of chicory in the morning and I split it into two, one heaped teaspoon. I split into two so I can have it twice, but I drink peppermint tea all day long and my juices. And then I will have um, one chamomile tea before I go to bed and I'll have the occasional sparkling water that I like with a meal. If I have a coffee, within a few minutes, I start sweating and I start getting jittery and I feel agitated. That's how quickly um, it affects you. And just to say, if you if you want to really do a cleanse, um, do it for a few weeks. Have juices in the day. Um, you know, do that for a whole day. And then the next, so try and have a period of fasting where you only have one big meal a day. Also, yeah, or do, or do the intermittent fasting, which is something similar yeah. to what I have. I eat like twice a day or something like that, and there's several hours in between and stuff. And and I still yeah. have this issue yeah. with my belly. <laughs> and um, I, you know, I'd have you slim in no time at all. Yes, I know. Get down there and give me fifty, room. boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get my room ready. I'm on my way. Um, <laughs> well, give you, us look, Kate. I, I I like the conversation, but I've got to cut off so because I've got work here. I've got to do. But can you give us a final thought that you have on all of this, and then we'll close out the show? Yeah, and it's listen. You need to. We're talking about fasting, and and cleansing. You need to have a certain amount of time away from Telegram, away from the news, away from all these things, watching it all the time, thinking it all the time, because. It, it's ultimately damaging you. It really is. I, I find it starts to suppress me. You've got to have some time. You've got to find that balance because you still do need to live. You need to live a little. You've got to get out there, walk the dog, 
be with nature, relax, turn everything off. You will not hear God's voice if you've got everything in your earphones in, playing your rap music or whatever all day long. You need to do some fasting and feed your soul. Yeah, amen, amen. And, you know, Peter said uh, when uh, Jesus looked at the crowd in John chapter 6, and he says, well, they've all left. Are you going to leave me too? And Peter says, who can we go to? Who, who, To whom are we to go? For you have the words that give eternal life. And, you know, the, the scriptures are replete with guys who would uh, fast and do away with their necessary food in order to seek the face of God. So I think that's great um, advice for people to listen to. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. I'm going to show Fat Dave. Hang on. I got him here somewhere. Where, oh, that's the wrong button. There he is. Fat Dave. Hello. He's he's looking over there. He's looking where the speaker is. <laughs> um, and he's. But here's the thing. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern today. He'll be on for two hours. And have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day. Get with the people of God. If you can't get with the people of God, read the Word of God aloud. Hear it. Obey it. Get ready to obey it in the week. And uh, we'll see you bright and early at 6 a.m. on Monday morning, Lord willing. Adios.